Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio, everyone. This is Dr. Paul. I am promoting phenomenal prosperity through pathological positivity today at Live on Purpose Radio. Having a lot of fun, and I I found somebody. I was walking along, and I discovered this guy. He was carrying a suitcase and a box of chocolates. And as I talked to him, I found out He had worked for about 15 years for a company called Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yes, listeners of Live on Purpose. This is Forrest Gump. Say hello, Forrest. My my mama told me not to talk to strangers. Well, remember, we we did meet. We talked before. My name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. Right. Now we're not strangers anymore, Dr. Paul. We're not strangers anymore. In fact, we're friends now. I'm still a little strange, though. <laughs> we're all a little strange, Forrest. <laughs> so you, you, you worked for Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. And what did you do for them? Well, I, I sat on the, the bench in front of the restaurants, and I talked to people. Uh-huh. And, and and it was in Monterey is where it all started in 1996. Well, actually, the movie came out in 1994. And, and before that, in 1980, people said, hey, do you know who you look like? You look like that guy from <laughs> Bosom Buddies. And so after a guy gets told that he looks like a certain actor for 15 years, he starts to say, well, I have to make some money off of this. So <laughs> the, the movie Forrest Gump came out in 1994, and then... Uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company opened up in uh, 1996, about a year and eight months after the movie came out. And, and if you remember the movie, Dr. Paul, a feather comes out of the sky and lands at the foot of forest to begin the movie. And that's, and that's right. what it was like for me when when uh, the, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company came opened up. It, op- it was a feather that landed at my, my foot, and all I had to do was reach down and pick it up. So... Just to let the listeners in, they've figured it out by now, but your actual name is not Forrest Gump, spelled with two R's, but it is Steve Weber, and you've made a career out of impersonating Forrest Gump. I don't know if that's the right word, though, Steve. That's a good word. That's exactly what I was for a long time, although at at one point i decided i was a tribute artist instead of an impersonator or a lookalike because mm. tribute artist sounded more fancy but <laughs> i think it's all the same well and the tribute part is an acknowledgement that there were several principles that were embodied in that character Forrest Gump uh, that you have now used to assist companies and organizations to improve their performance and their morale and their wellness uh, using your skills and your talents. But also, I I noticed here on uh, some of your promotional material, Steve, you said genetic luck, a bad haircut, and the idiot part comes natural. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to brag about the third part. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, Dr. Paul, when I, what would happen is people would come up to me and they'd say, how'd you get this job? And I'd say, well, I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. I'm the one they made the movie about. The other man was just an actor. They only hired him because he looks like me. That's and right. they'd say, no, come on, break character. Tell me who you really are. And I'd lean in and they'd, and they'd say, how'd you really get this job? And I'd say, genetic luck, a bad haircut, and the idiot part comes natural. So, and now I, I relate those three things to the, the genetic luck is your gifts. What are you born with that you know, makes you special and makes you unique? And the bad haircut is the, is the hard work part. It's doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you have to do in order to, to do your job. And, and finally, the idiot part is, is really it's, it's all about your attitude and, and, and being able to laugh at yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. Right, and using that whole package to find unique ways to create value for other people. And Steve, this is something that we talk about a lot at Live On Purpose Radio. There's, there's a unique package that everyone in this whole world brings to the table. And it includes all of those gifts and talents and skills, but it also includes some of the things we're not quite so proud of. And, and I, I just chuckled when I read this part about the idiot part comes natural because we all have this part of us that we're not so proud of, but put in the right context, it can become an amazing asset. Yeah, we, we, it's a journey, and uh, our lives are journeys. And, and I, I compare the journey that Forrest took. And, of course, the movie makes it you know, very, very crystal clear when first he was playing football, and then he went into the Army, and then he was playing ping pong. And, and his, his life journey was very well defined and one part ended and the other part began but but we as as fallible humans we our journey is a little blurrier than that and 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 we we keep transitioning through life and hopefully for the better and and hopefully taking advantage of our unique skills we learn more about ourselves and um, you know we make mistakes along the way but we have to learn to live with them and and uh, laugh at laugh at them and not not take it too serious Mm, that's right. And you've had an amazing opportunity to travel around the world, really, and share some messages that you have gleaned from this character and from this movie. Uh, or, you know what, maybe we ought to just perpetuate the myth here. These are things from your life that the movie chose to cut. Well, <laughs> maybe we can't push it that far. The movie didn't copy your life. Well, it could have. <laughs> Actually, I think the reason why that movie rung true with people is because everybody saw a little bit of themselves in Forrest in one way or the other. Because if you think about it, that movie, even though Forrest did these great things and met presidents and, and accomplished fantastic things, he was just a normal guy. He was a regular guy who, who circumstances just put him in, in these great places. And, and so... In some ways, my life is a lot like Forrest's life, but I think all of our lives is like Forrest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking at this folder that has a bunch of snapshots on it from places you've been and people you've met. And I was thinking about that time when Forrest went to meet the president. And uh, it, it looks like you're sitting there with one of our presidents. Yeah, I... Um I've been involved with the impersonator world for many years, and uh, 
uh, that would be Bill Clinton that I'm sitting there having a uh, having a drink with, uh, mm-hmm. deciding uh, you know deciding uh, solving some of the problems of the world. So there you a, go. It was kind of a fun. That was kind of a fun photo. Uh, we we purposely made it look like that. Uh huh. That and that's the that's the business that you're in is giving people an image that they can connect to, and and create something out of that. So let's talk about some of the principles, Steve. Well, I've I've uh, I've tried to define my own version of gumption, and and it started with the idea that. Um, Personal responsibility is really at the core. And so I, I, I equate gumption to being personally responsible for three, three things, the way you think, the way you act, and the way you interact with others. And the thinking mm-hmm. part is, is your mindset, and the acting part is the behaviors. What are you doing on a daily basis to get things done? And then finally your interaction part, you're, you're communicating with others. And I call it graciousness because uh, two reasons. Forrest was a very gracious man, and secondly, I I realized how important it is in my own personal life to be gracious, and and I had an experience a few years ago when I realized that um, I wasn't as gracious as I needed to be, and I've come to accept that being gracious is a 24-7 job. It's not something that you can you can turn on, you know, during the work hours or, or when you get home. It's something that you either are or you're not, so it's a way of being. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing. So these three elements, the way you think, the way you act, and the way you interact with others. Correct. Let's take that thinking one first. This is one of my favorites. You know, being a psychologist, we get into habits of thinking. And there's a choice involved. Some people don't feel like they have a choice about how they look at something or how they think about it. What's your take on that? Well, I, I use, um, I, obviously, the, the, the first example would be, are you a positive person, are you a glass-half-full person, or are you always seeing the negative sides of things? Forrest, obviously, was a guy who had setbacks. He didn't have the highest IQ, and yet his mother taught him to look at life positively. Life's like a box of chocolates. And, and I've shifted that a little bit because you never know what you get leaves you as a victim and leaves you as not being able to control what happens. So I, I like to say life is like a box of chocolates. You get to choose the life you want. And, and mindset mm. is so important uh, in, in how you, you choose, and, and that's choosing the way you view things and look at things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that positive perspective is a choice. It really is. And when you start to see it as a choice, the whole world changes. There's a quote that I first heard from Wayne Dyer, and I don't know if he originated it, but it goes, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. And that is so true when we talk about our perspective and our paradigm. And the thing I love about the character Forrest Gump is he had this such a simple and appreciative view of almost everything. Yep. And when his mother would say to, uh, well, his mother taught him the expression, stupid is as stupid does. And, and that was really a way of being, remaining positive when things were not looking so bright. The other kids were, were making fun of him and, and laughing at him and calling him stupid. But, but Forrest's 
mother gave him that little phrase to say, stupid is as stupid does, and, and it really was just a way of, um, you know, stifling that negativity instead of getting all down on yourself. Mm-hmm. And saying, you know, it really is okay to be who I am. It's okay. To make mistakes, to, to look funny, or whatever it is. Even if you have a bad haircut. <laughs> That's right. So you're not faking the haircut, is that right, Steve? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've been cutting my hair weekly for the last uh, 16 years now, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that's part of the job. And, and, and a funny thing about that, uh, Dr. Paul, is that the first year I was self-conscious. I was, you know, I was thinking, well, people are looking at me and wondering why I have this haircut. Yes, and uh, And I, so I used to, that, that first year that I was doing it, I used to tell people, well, I have this haircut because I, on the weekends, I work for Bubba Gum Shrimp Company. And, and then after a while, I just got used to it. And now if I don't get my haircut for a couple of weeks, sometimes I let it grow just a little bit if I'm, if I'm not working for a, you know, a two-and-a-half-week period or so. And, and now I explain if my hair's long, why it looks, uh, I feel self-conscious that way. <laughs> It's become part of the persona. It, it really is, and uh, I feel like a hippie if it's about uh, if it's an inch long. My hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you've mentioned a couple of these principles. Life is like a box of chocolate. Stupid is as stupid does. What are some of the other phrases that you're working with? Well, that's all I have to say about that. Is uh, how we're going to end this oh, right. uh, radio broadcast. But really, it's a it's a it's a communication thing. And wouldn't it be great if, uh, if how many times have you been in a meeting or in a conversation and you just are praying that the person that's talking will finally come and say, that's all I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it really gives your uh, ability to sit and listen a good exercise sometimes when that happens. So, but I like to think when I'm speaking and, and when I'm not, not necessarily speaking on the, uh, on the platform in front of a, a group of people, because obviously that's what they're there for me to listen to me. But when I'm having my conversations just one-on-one with people, I like to keep that, that's all I have to say about that in mind so that I'm just not rambling on and repeating myself and, um, you know, speaking for the sake of speaking. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a fresh perspective that is, too. We're always scrambling for what's next. What's next, you know? And, and sometimes it's good to just sit back and, like with this phrase, that's all I have to say about that, and let that be for a while. Yeah. We don't do enough, as, as humans, we, we, we don't do enough listening, and we're not really comfortable with silence. And, and if you looked at the way Forrest approached the, you know, life when, in the movie, he was a guy who actually could listen. And, and there were many examples of, of, of somebody was saying something. Lieutenant Dan was, was really angry over the fact that he had been, he lost his destiny and, you know, his dream of being a war hero because Forrest saved his life. And now he lost his legs. And, and he said, he said, uh, I've, you've ruined my life. I'm, I'm no longer Lieutenant Dan Taylor. And Forrest said, you still Lieutenant Dan. And, and it was just that simple listening and putting things in perspective mm-hmm. that too often uh, we miss out on because we're so wrapped up in our own concern. Not to say that, you know, the serious injuries that Lieutenant Dan had weren't, were, were, were something that really does affect you and change you, and that's a, something that any, any human was going to be very angry and uh, disappointed about, to say the very least. So. Yeah. But, but that perspective of, 
you know, he's still Lieutenant Dan. He could go on, and he ultimately does. Lieutenant Dan does come around, and he finally thanks Forrest for saving his life, and he, he gets on with his life. And, but it took take those, those setbacks take a long time. But. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll take a little more time after this break. That sounds great. Living in a nice big house with a sunny little pool, and I'll be cool. I'll always have a gig, I'll be big. I'll have parties and friends and places to go. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org, where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree. Gump, hopefully you had a chance for a little break there. I just ran across uh, the county uh, that I live in while I was on break. Yeah, run, Forrest, run. I just felt like running. <laughs> you know what, I was looking at some of these pictures, and you've got a few here with the long hair and the running, and uh, this is just fun. I want I was going to do this right at the end, Steve, but let's give people a way to to get in touch with you too. I think your website is speakinggump.com. Is that, is that right? That's correct. Speakinggump.com. And you've got some videos there and you've got some images people can see forest in action. Yes, uh there's uh the long-haired version is the Volkswagen commercial and so this was actually something that was uh uh, for the Brazilian marketplace, so I got to go to South America, and so instead of Forrest uh, getting up off the front porch and going for a little run, he one day 
I decided to go for a little drive, and he and he drives the car clear, clear across the country. And and so as I drove the car, my my hair kept getting longer and longer. So you'll see the the bearded forest. The bearded, long-haired forest. Yes. And well, and that brings up another one of these principles: the the run, forest run. And you do a lot to to inspire and motivate teams, team building. Uh, things along those lines with that particular theme. Yeah, people people need fun in their in their work environment, and especially um, in you know the last few years in, in today's environment. So frequently, when I'm hired, they're they're looking really for someone to to lift the spirits of the the group. You know, they've been all working hard. Everybody's cut back the last few years, so it, it's just been a uh, you know it's been a. I think people are tired of being. Um, anxious about the, the future. And um, anyway, so often they'll say, uh, come on in and let's, let's do something and have some fun with, uh, you know, with, uh, with the team. And so, so even though the message is important, they, they approach something like the run, the run team run seminar more from a uh, lifting, lifting the spirits of them and just mm-hmm. getting, a, getting that positive energy back into the workplace. Boy, there's so much to say for positive energy, positive thinking. Uh, I, I see that there's, I, I sometimes call this a pandemic of pessimism, where people just get trapped in this negative pattern of thinking. And some of that comes from a fear of failure and, you know, being afraid that, well, if I venture, I'm, I'm not going to succeed or I'll fail. Um, Give us a little bit of, of gumption on that one, will you? Well, um, I, I, you, you took, I, I, I'm, I have pandemic of pessimism is stuck in my, my, <laughs> my mind right at the moment, Dr. Paul. You, you threw me with that one. That's good, man. May I borrow that? Well, sure. I'll give you full credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said at the beginning of the show, we're promoting phenomenal prosperity through pathological positivity. Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? You must have a dictionary that has uh, an extra big P section in it that you've managed to, to create all these great lines. I oh, love it. Are there other letters? <laughs> I, I must have. I got it from a used bookstore, and it was, it was missing the covers. Apparently, it was missing more than that. And it had your name on it, Paul, so Paul. I like that. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But that, so talk to me about that for just a minute. You know, pathological positivity. It sounds crazy. One of the things that, um, that, that Forrest did in, in the movie, and I show this all the time, is, is that little voice that was in his head. And, and they, they called it a voiceover. The technique in the movie is called a voiceover. And mm-hmm. so what happens is Forrest is just sitting there or standing there, and you can hear the the thoughts that are going on inside of his head. And and always what happens immediately after that is the same words come out of his mouth. And and so that gets back to the idea of mindset and and whether those thoughts in your head are negative or whether they're positive really makes a difference on the way you you behave. And so uh, in Forrest's case, he really lived with total integrity, Dr. Paul, because Mm -hmm was the words that came out were the same as the words that we're thinking. And, and it really is kind of, and it's kind of a humorous little technique they use in the movie, 
and some of them are kind of funny when when he's thinking thoughts and and then they suddenly come out and, mm-hmm. um, you, the one sample I show and 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 when he's at graduation he says my mama was so proud of me during graduation day and sure enough mama the, the first word she says is uh, Forrest I'm so proud of you so that wasn't his words but but it was the idea that there's a consistency between his thinking and between what comes out. And imagine if a person has having negative thoughts, but then they're, they're saying what they think they have to say in order to get along, and there's that disconnect between it. So mm-hmm. what, what would it be like if, if we could live our lives where what we're thinking are, is consistent with what comes out of our, our mouth? Now, of course, we want to be sensitive to other people, and we can't, if we think, God, this guy's kind of a, a jerk, we don't want to come out and say that. But what if we can get rid of those ideas that this guy's a jerk? And what if we can think, like, you know, this guy, this guy's not thinking the same way I am. Well, now that's something you can say to somebody. You can say, you know, you're not, you're not, you're approaching this differently than I am. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's figure out a way to, mm-hmm. to, to work this together. Because right now we're not on the same page. That's candid conversation. That's real conversation. And then that's consistent with, and that's integrity with, with what is uh, going on in your mind and what words are coming out of your mouth. Yes, integrity, the connection. So I that like the, integrity. There's no longer a disconnect between what you're thinking or feeling and what's manifesting in your life, what's coming out, what you're portraying. Yeah, that's not easy to do, but boy, if we can do that, that's powerful. It certainly is. You know, you and I have attended some meetings together the last few months and uh, of the National Speakers Association. Yes, the Mountain uh, West chapter held in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, Utah. And you come down from Montana, and I take a short drive up from Orem to Salt Lake City. And, and we've had some phenomenal speakers. And you know something I've noticed, Steve? The ones that stick with me the most, the ones that impress me the most, the ones that inspire me the most, are the ones that I see to be the most genuine, the most authentic. Yeah. The ones that are connecting with some real place inside of them. We don't have to be phony. In fact, that kills it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's stories, and, and I, I've only been a speaker for, you know, three or four years now and involved with the with the NSA for just about two years, but there's mm-hmm. stories that there's certain speakers who get up on the platform and give a great, um, a great presentation and really inspiring, and then they get off and they're, they're kind of a dud or they're, they're not very genuine or they're not really a very nice person. And, and so mm-hmm. the, 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 we, people want realness. They want to see somebody who, who is giving a message and then is that same person uh, you know, on the on the stage as as they are sitting at a dinner table or just talking to a group of people one on one. Right. Yeah. So so I know what you mean, Doctor Paul. There, there are certain characters who come in, and we've we've been we've had the pleasure to meet some great speakers, and and they mm-hmm. come in and they uh, they 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 give a nice message, and then we talk one on one of them, and they're just just every bit that same person, and that really is inspiring. It it truly is, and I think that this is not just in the speaking profession. In fact, that's just the one we're talking about because that's the one we're in. Right. But it's, it's anywhere in life. What, what about in a marriage? What about in a family? If, if we could start to show up in a more genuine way, a more authentic way. I was in a conference this weekend, and, and they said, 
people like doing business with people they like. And so are you a likable person? And being likable is being just a genuine and, and not somebody who has a hidden agenda. And, and when you have a, 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 an agenda, people can smell through that and they see that. And they don't trust you if you're, if you're doing things from ulterior motives. So I think just, uh, and that's why the character Forrest was such a great, lovable character, is because what you saw is what you got. He was, uh, he just laid it right out there. That's right. And I'm very lucky and honored to, um, to be able to do my job portraying a character who was lovable and likable. And so I feel a great reverence to carry that on. And fortunately for me, I, I like people. I like meeting people. I wouldn't have been able to do my job with Bubba Gum Shrimp all those years if I didn't enjoy meeting people because some, some days I'd sit on the bench and meet upwards of 1,000 people in a single day and take pictures with them and talk. And, and so, so, yeah, you have to like people. And not everybody has that same gift of, of you know, gab or communication, but for me it's energizing to see people and talk to them. So I... Uh, in two ways, I, I guess two points I'd like to make. One is that I, I really uh, am conscious of the integrity of the character and portraying the character in a good light. And then uh, the second point would be that I uh, really like just to meet people, and this is a great avenue to meet people. So it works works good on both avenues. <laughs> well, and you have taken on this persona but the real character behind this Forrest Gump is Steve Weber. Yeah, Tom Hanks created the the character, and of course there were, um, you know, Robert Zemeckis was the director and did a fantastic job, and the the writers, the uh, Winston Groom wrote the original book, but then Eric Roth wrote the the screenplay. So all these people were involved in creating this movie that that must have taken you know a couple of years to to write and produce and then the film mm -hmm. and uh you know the filming part probably took them six months or a year whatever it wasn't it's not that long of a job but 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 so here here are these guys that was one little portion of their life and their career they've gone on and made many great movies since then and uh, here i've been able to to live the character for 15 years and and it, and it continues to to make people smile and uh feel good about themselves and here's a it's one of those timeless movies that people just can relate to that character. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, initially I said, I'd like to get a year or two out of it. And then it was like, well, maybe a couple more years. And now I'm thinking, well, why not, why not just uh, let it keep on going? And why put a time frame on it? Run for a strong. Run for, I'm going to keep on running. <laughs> just because <laughs> you feel like it, huh? That's exactly right. Well, no, when, when I said that Steve Weber is really behind this, uh, this, this image, this portrayal of Forrest Gump is the way that you get in front of people. But then when you're in front of them, you connect with them as yourself. Yes, you're using this character. And I, I don't know that I'm, I'm describing that extremely well, but there's something inside of you that has a passion for elevating others and for, for sharing with them principles that are going to make a difference in their life. And that's coming from Steve, who's inside of this forest shell. Yeah, well, thank you. That's a nice compliment you're, you're saying. So I'll, I'll say, I'll graciously uh, accept it and say thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's been, a, it's been a challenge, because when I was working for, for Bubba Gump, I, I needed to stay in the character, and I, we didn't talk about Steve Weber at all. And 
And so as I've transitioned to be a speaker, it's been a little bit of a, you know, finding the right balance between Forrest and Steve has been a, a challenge. And mm-hmm. I, I keep getting better at it, and I keep thinking I'm, I'm figuring it out. Um, but, yes, people like the character, so I need to do a, a little bit of that at the beginning, and then I need to do um, a little bit of that all throughout. But for the most part, it's, uh, it's just me talking about gumption, personal responsibility, and things that individuals can do to make mm-hmm. their lives better. This is the same balance that all of us get to deal with in one way or another. I was thinking as you said that, Steve, I have to find the balance, too, between Dr. Paul and me. Yeah. You know, because there's a guy inside of Dr. Paul who's just a regular guy. Yeah. And this is true for everybody. We are all people. We are all fellow travelers in this human race. And wow. And it's difficult to find that, isn't it? It can be, but I like what you were saying about integrity and and getting to the point where there's not a disconnect between what you say and what you do or even what you think and what you do. Yeah. And uh, so that's something that we can ponder. As we, as we wrap things up here, Steve, I want to, to remind people about how to get to you, speakinggump.com. And uh, there's all kinds of contact information and other other yep. resources, ways to get to you. So, folks, if you have an organization that could use a lift, an entertaining and engaging kind of a presentation, Steve is remarkable, and you're going to have fun with him. Uh, how how would that feel to bring Forrest Gump into your your meeting or your event? So, I want to give that little plug for you, Steve. And I just I like what you're doing. Thank you, Dr. Paul. We're going to give you just a few seconds to wrap this up. Well, here's what I think. Uh, it, there's a scene where Forrest is talking to his mother on uh, her deathbed, and he, and he says, Mama, Mama, what's my destiny? And she said, Well, I, Forrest, I happen to believe you make your own destiny, but in terms of your own destiny, you're going to have to figure that out yourself. And so I encourage people to, you know, to take control of their lives and figure out, uh, what their destiny is, and then, uh, and then when that feather lands at their feet, they'll they'll recognize it as an opportunity, and they'll pick it up. And yes. that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Perfect. Everybody, go out there and live on purpose, and do it with gumption. Live a gump-like life. There you go. We'll see you next time.